as it states in Joshua 1 9, I command you, be strong and steadfast. Do not fear nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. You are listening to 1% or less with him on his hard line. Thank you for joining us. Let's get started. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to 1% or less with him on his hard line. I am Jason, the co-host with God and Jesus Christ at the wheel. They are the hosts. They're the ones in control and they're the ones steering this ship through these chaotic waters. But fear not, because God and Jesus Christ, they know where we're going. We just got to trust them and give up complete surrender of our lives to them. It is Friday. Happy Friday, ladies and gentlemen. It is Friday, April 15th, 2022. It is Good Friday, so happy. Well, I don't know if I want to say Happy Good Friday because, you know, that was this was the day where, right, where God, where, where Christ got, got crucified. This was the day where he went through, well, I mean, to put it bluntly, that day of hell, honestly. And so... I would say happy Good Friday, but it's more of a solemn Good Friday, I guess. However, today's reading um, is going to be on the book of Deuteronomy out of chapter 23. And we're going to be reading, um, oh, did I just mess up? I think I messed up on how I typed it. Yeah, it was. So anyway, it's Deuteronomy uh, chapter 23, 16 through 26. And, um, and so we're going to be reading out of that. I am back home, ladies and gentlemen. So I finally got my studio equipment all situated. I got my additional equipment that, you know, I, I typically use when I do these podcasts because I have a separate screen that usually helps me out. And, and so, yeah, it's just, I'm really happy. I'm back in my element again. I slept in because I've been getting up early. Not that it's anything new. I do that when I'm here anyways, but I definitely slept in <clears throat> and, uh, just laid in bed doing nothing. It was felt great. You know, I got my cuddles in with my daughter cause she's been missing me. I mean, it literally seemed like every 10 minutes she wanted a, a hug yesterday, the minute I got home, which was awesome. And so she had swim lessons. I was able to bring, you know, get home early enough to make it to her first swim lesson yesterday at the aquatic center. So that was really cool. And, um, and then after that, you know, took the family out to eat. My wife wasn't expecting that. She was like, well, what are you hungry for? I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, let's, let's go, let's go, let's go here. You know, Let's go to Ted's and uh, it's a really good restaurant, by the way. They have excellent wings. But however, I was a little disappointed. I, or, I ordered a uh, six ounce sirloin that had uh, like this kind of shredded type of zucchini and um, and like a mashed Yukon or Yucatan or I forgot what how they call it. You, you, Yucatan, Yucan potatoes. I don't know. It was a potatoes of smashed sorts. And they had some sort of like a, a red wine type of sauce that they made into like a, uh, a thicker, creamier, dark, you know, sauce kind of derived from like a red wine. I was like, mm. like when I had it, it came out, it was, it was okay, but I, I probably wouldn't order it again. Everything else I've ever ordered in the past has, has always been good, but that wouldn't be one I would reorder. But overall though, everything else I typically have is pretty spot on good. 
um, beyond good. And it's a nice, nice atmosphere. Uh, the guy that owns it, I mean, he's a very successful business owner. He has other stuff. But anyway, I, I digress. We're getting off topic here. But anyway, back to the reading. <laughs> I'm just happy to be home if you can't tell. All right. Deuteronomy chapter 23. We're going to start with verse 16. And it reads, and then we're going to get into the uh, devotional. And it reads, you shall not hand over to their master any slaves who have taken refuge with you from their master. Let them live among you in any place they choose in any one of your communities that seems good to them. Do not oppress them. There shall be no temple prostitute among the Israelite women, nor a temple prostitute among the Israelite men. You shall not offer a prostitute's fee or a dog's pay as any kind of votive offering in the house of the Lord, your God. Both these things are an abomination to the Lord, your God. You shall not demand interest from your kindred on a loan of money or of food or of anything else, which is loaned from a foreigner. You may demand interest, but you may not demand interest from your kindred so that the Lord, your God may bless you in all your undertakings on the land you are to enter and possess. When you make a vow to the Lord your God, you shall not delay in fulfilling it, for the Lord your God will surely require it of you, and you will be held guilty. Should you refrain from making a vow, you will not be held guilty, but whatever your tongue utters, you must be careful to do just as you freely vow to the Lord your God with your own mouth. When you go through your neighbor's vineyard, you may eat many grapes as you wish until you are satisfied, but do not put them in your basket. When you go through your neighbor's grain field, you may pluck some of the ears with your hand, but do not pick a sickle. Do not put a sickle to your neighbor's grain. And that concludes the reading of chapters 23, uh, chapter 23, verses 16 through 26. And so with the devotional now, the um the verse that was highlighted in this particular devotional for today was Deuteronomy 23 verse 21 where it says in here it's a little different cuz i have a different version of the bible from probably where they get their verses from i'm probably going to guess they do like niv maybe um but it says here when you make a vow to the lord your god you shall not delay to pay for it, for the Lord your God will surely require of you, and it will be sin to you. And of course, that's Deuteronomy 23, verse 21. And here the author writes, we are Christians. That means we're different from this world. So we should always keep our word. If we say we're going to be, uh, be somewhere at a certain time, we must arrive on time. If we say that we are going to do something, we should do it. We strive for integrity because we represent Jesus Christ. And if we don't have integrity, we play the hypocrite. And that's absolutely correct. Have you ever met someone who says they'll do something and then adds, I promise? Why do you think they add these words? Is it not enough for them to simply giving their word? We should be able to say, I will do it and not have to add an oath. This is the essence of what Jesus said in the Sermon on the Mount. Nor shall you swear by your head because you cannot make one hair white or black, but let your yes be yes and your no, no. For whatever is more than these is from the evil one, and that is from Matthew 5, 36 through 37. 
in the little one-line prayer at the bottom of this devotional reads, Father, let me always be someone who can be relied upon to keep my word in all things because I represent you. And that is today's devotional. Now, something else I kind of wanted to go over a little separate from this that my wife was sharing with me and I thought it was so powerful. Now, I'm not on Facebook. She's still kind of on Facebook. I, I shouldn't even say kind of. She is on Facebook. And she posted this and it was a, um, she posted it yesterday for Holy Thursday. Because um, as you know, <clears throat> excuse me, we are Catholic. Um, full disclosure, I'm not a huge practicing Catholic. Yes, I do still do like the genuflecting and the sign of the cross when I say my, you know, prayers before dinner and stuff like that. And, you know, my, my coworker, Matthew, and I, we were talking about that. He goes, and I know you do your research on the Catholic faith and, you know, what's going on with the corruption at the Vatican and, you know, and everything that goes on down, you know, and, and trickles down into the, you know, the, the local diocese, you know, nationwide, worldwide. And, you know, so he asked me, like, well, you know, why do you still do something? I'm like, well, there's some aspects about the Catholic religion I, I do enjoy and I really like because, you know, I've always been raised Catholic. However, the more I read and research, the more I'm starting to understand and realize and comprehend, like, wow, like, I don't know if I can really subscribe to, you know, really any religion because at the end of the day, it's all about following Christ and having Christ in your heart. So then you can be bridged to God, the Father in heaven. That's ultimately really what it, what it stems from to me. That's what, that's how I see it. I think all these religions are no different than political parties. It's all meant to divide people. And with Catholics, it's like, mm, I don't know. Like I said, I, I, I'm not, I'm not dogging on my, you know, the faith that I was raised in. It's just, you know, the more I start reading and researching, it's just the more I'm starting to kind of realize it's like, mm, you know, the Catholics go based off of the doctrine, you know, off of what the Bible says. However, they also do a lot of things based off tradition that's not in the Bible. And I kind of have a problem with that. It's like, okay, I get tradition, but, you know, at the end of the day, all these religions, I, you know, are, are, I don't know. For me personally, and this is just my opinion, again, not that there's a shortage of opinions that I have, but this is my own take. And I've always had this actually opinion since I was younger that all the, all, all religions at the end of the day, are just another way to divide God's people. And, and I don't like that. I hate that, actually. I absolutely hate that. But back to what my wife shared on Facebook, I thought this was so powerful. In the first image, and, and there was a, a, you know, a caption to it, and I'm not going to read the caption because uh, oh, I don't have it. At least I don't think I do. Well, maybe I do. Hold on. Let me see if I can find it. Um, so... Yeah. Okay. So that's what, it, okay. Here, so here's the captain. Now this is, this is crazy. So somebody else posted this. My wife reposted it. I said, I have never seen something so powerful. A reminder, Jesus died for us all. He loves us all. And it says Christians around the world will gather today on Holy Thursday to remember the last Passover supper that Jesus had with his disciples. And it was customary that when you came as a guest to a feast, that your feet would be washed by the servants of the house before supper. And this night, Jesus washed their feet, each and every one, including Judas, who would betray him and Peter, who would deny him. It was a reminder for us of all that when we get serious about love, it demands no limits. And tonight we will gather to break bread and remember the love of Jesus with the hopes that it will crucify our hate towards our enemies. May it be so on earth as it is in heaven. And so there's like 11 images here. So the first image is very simple image of Donald Trump sitting on a stool and Jesus washing his foot 
his right foot. And you click the next image. And then it's an image of Joe Biden with Jesus Christ washing his foot. And the next image is, hold on, sorry, is a man that appears to be gay because he's holding like a rainbow type of blanket looking thing. It indicates that he's gay, right? And Jesus is washing his feet. Then there's a man in an orange jumpsuit. Jesus washing his feet. And then a mother holding a very sad toddler, what appears to be a toddler, holding a red, white, or excuse me, a blue and yellow Ukrainian flag washing their feet. And then a black individual with a skateboard in her hands, right, washing his feet. And then a nurse, or maybe a doctor, I'm not sure, it's hard to tell, but they look like they have hospital attire on, and she looks stressed and very sad. Jesus was washing her feet. And then a little boy with flowers that are on the stool. When I say a little boy, it looks like two, maybe two years old. So maybe a little boy who I would assume maybe might be an orphan. Lost his parents, possibly. Jesus washing the little two-year-old boy's feet. And now you've got a police officer with his hands over his head, with his head looking downward towards his knees like he just had a really rough day. His hands are on his knees. His heads are his hands are behind his head, and he's just like kind of in one of those poses like, what am I going to do about my life? He just You can tell that he's very stressed, and Jesus is washing his feet. And this one kind of really hit me hard because I am not a big fan of our Pope. I absolutely cannot stand the Pope. I think he's corrupt beyond all measure. And I think he, well, I'm not going to go into all of this. And I'm looking at comments here too. It's kind of sick. I see people really saying bad stuff about this Pope. And I, I can't agree with these people more. And these people are like saying, you know, F this Pope. And I hate the Pope and the Catholic religion, blah, blah, blah. And I know Jesus would have washed his feet because Jesus had the power of love. Um, you know, love, had the power to love everyone. That's why he was amazing. But I wish I would be like him. I mean, people are saying that. I mean, it's it's really crazy. I mean, because, you know, here's the thing. I can't agree with these people more. Granted, I would be very careful putting out that kind of because, you know, word, listen, words have so much power. But here's the Pope sitting on a stool and he looks like he's the pose that he has. Now, these are all animations. They're not photos. Obviously, these are all animated, like, uh, you know, uh, animated, depicted photos and they're really well done and you got the pope he, he's got his like fingers his hands like kind of over the bridge of his nose like you know like like as if he had a headache you know when you do that if you had like a really bad migraine you kind of do that right over your 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 bridge of your nose kind of you know like almost like if it's like by your you know sinus headache and that's what he's doing he's like kind of like pinching the area above his nose there looking down like he's sad like he's ashamed right that's what i'm gathering from this and guess what Jesus is washing his feet. And then there's another photo um, of a woman who is being consoled by Jesus, has his arm around her shoulder. 
She's sad. She's kind of in a fetal position. Obviously, looks like she's crying. I'm trying to give you guys an actual image of what I'm seeing here. And Jesus is sitting down next to her, consoling her. And then there's another image of a lady in a well-dressed outfit, nice, nice coat, nice dress, has a purse, but she's on her cell phone, constantly looking at her phone. Guess what? Jesus is washing her feet. And then there's a man with beer bottles all around, and he's holding one. And he looks like he's passed out. He's got a shot glass on the stool while he's sitting on the ground next to the stool, hunched over like he's just about ready to pass out. Jesus is washing his feet. And then it cycles all the way back to Trump. Why do I bring all this up? I bring all this up because this is something we all struggle with. It's that true agape love. And what is agape love? That's that never dying love that never fades, no matter what any man, or woman, or child will ever do. No matter what sin to commit, they commit. No matter what they do to you, it is that undying, that unbridled love that you'll always have. And that love knows no bounds. There's no limits. Because that is the true love of Jesus Christ. And I struggle with that myself, and I know you do too. And if you tell me face to face that you don't struggle with it, I'm sorry. I don't try to purposely offend you, but I would call BS on that. I'd say, no, I'm sorry. You you do struggle with that because I've met many good people, much, much better than I, who struggle with it. People I would consider living saints, in my opinion, and they struggle with it. Why? Because there's so much ignorance in the world and so much self-loathing and self-indulgence and so much intentionally intentional sin and so much evil in the world. I mean, you look at the Pope on down from the Vatican. Yeah, I could tell you all sorts of unspeakable things that they're doing, but I'm not going to because I don't want to even think about it. But here's the thing. We live in a fallen world. We live in a corrupt world. Jesus knows this. God knows this. That's why Jesus came down. He knows that sin was going to take root and was going to try at every at every corner to get at us. Look for every crack in the armor to seep into our souls. Jesus and God knew this. That's why that's why you read in the Bible and I'm paraphrasing here. I don't even remember where it's at, but There is no sin that man will fall to that God hasn't already been aware of. Like, you know, God knows every single sin out there that man's going to fall to. He knows this. Why do you think Christ was sent down here on earth as the living God, the son of God, and allowed himself to be crucified on that cross? Because, listen, the sins of the world can't be washed away with the blood of animals. It had to be washed away with the son of God, and that was Christ. Jesus could have very easily performed all those miracles and got himself off that cross. He could have made everything go away, right? But he knew that this had to be done. He was the only perfect man that walked this earth, that walked the earth without sin. And because of his purity and his cleanliness, 
and his truthfulness, the true word that was in him, he knew these things must, have, you know, must, must come to pass. And he knew for the sake of the world that he had to allow himself to be handed over to him because that was the will of God for him. And that's what Satan and his little demon friends can't stand. That's why they don't want you to have Christ in your heart. They don't want you to invite Christ in your heart because they know the power of Christ. They know the power of you, the man or woman that invites Jesus Christ into your heart. They know the kind of power you yield. That's why they do everything in their power to take that out of the public eye. That's why they try to put so many different distractions out there with cell phones and YouTube and Netflix and and keeping up with the Kardashians and 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 concerts and pornography and drinking and and NBA and NFL and MLB sports and you know trying to get men to you know memorize more sports statistics and who did what and when and what year rather than what verse in the Bible brings that aha moment when you read it and you're like, wow, you know, I did not know that. No, that's what evil does. Everything that we participate in on the, in this world, we think is harmless. Like people might say, well, Jason, how is the M NFL or MLB or NBA evil? Well, let me tell you something. When you have large groups and swaths of men that and women that can rattle off any statistic and year that a specific person played and what he did and what his record was. Can those same men and women rattle off specific red letter language that Jesus Christ spoke in the, in the, in Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John? Can they tell you about what the, having the faith of a mustard seed is about? Can they, recite even just one or two verses out of the book of Proverbs? I mean, very easy stuff. No. And that's what Satan wants. He wants all of God's people to be so distracted with everything else. Why? Because he does not want them looking at the one truth and that's the truth that comes from the Bible, that comes from God, that comes from Jesus Christ, that comes from the Holy Spirit, that comes from discernment. When you really quiet yourself and you eliminate the noise. And I had a podcast a few days back called How Noise Blocks What God Wants to Tell Us. Go back and check that out. It's only a few days back, a few episodes back. And I know we're past 15 minutes, but you know this was a very important podcast. I'm back home. And I just really wanted to get this message out here because this is ultimately the main reason why I started this podcast. I don't consider myself to be a truther. I consider myself to be just an instrument for God to get his word out there. He's the truther. I'm not the truther. He's the truther. I'm just putting it out there for him. Again, I'm the technical guy. I'm the co-host. I am really nothing. This is God's platform. This is Christ's platform. And then two days a week, we have a discussion on relevant topics, whether it be about the assemblies of the states or whatever the topic may be. But at the end of the day, there's enough podcasters out there that are putting out quote unquote truth. 
And we're seeing so many stories out there that you can't even tell, even with truthers you think is good. You, you just can't tell who's right, who's wrong, who's partial right. You can't. Like they're talking about this whole, you know, snake venom being in water. Look, I, I watched it. I watched the interview with Stu Peters and Dr. Artis. But I can't tell you one way or the other if that's true. I don't know. They bring a lot of good information, but we still have nothing to substantiate those claims. And so I caution everyone, be very careful who you listen to. Because like I said, the, that's one of the biggest reasons why I started this platform, not to make money. If that happens to be a residual effect down the road, awesome. I will make sure that I bless others as I have been blessed and I will take care of my family and not live beyond my means. But at the end of the day, I started this because I wanted to put God's good news out there. Because he's the ultimate truther we need to be turning to, not these men and women out there. That's all I have for today. I hope you all have a wonderful day. We're at 25 minutes. I do apologize. This ended up not being 1% or less with him. It's actually 2% or less with him today. So we got a bonus, 10 extra minutes. So there you go. I hope you all have a wonderful day. I may do a discussion tonight. I'm not sure. This is my first full day with my family and I want to do some things with them and got a couple things I need to fix. I got a honeydew list that my wife put together. So I am going to have to do my husband and fatherly duties here. But, but may come back. Maybe we'll do like a, you know, a quick look, if nothing else, at uh, some of that stupidity that's going on out there. So I hope you all have a blessed day. We're going to close this out with a prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you so very much. And we do ask you with the um, devotional that we read that you do allow us to uh, make our yes mean yes and our no mean no. To allow us to understand the real true power that words have and the real weight that they carry. May you continuously remind me of that and anyone who listens to this, may you remind them to be very careful and choiceful with their words. Father, we thank you so very much for another day of life and good health. And I pray that everyone has a wonderful Easter weekend. And may we remember what the true reason of Easter is for. It's not about Easter eggs and candy and Easter baskets and all that other jazz or ham dinners. Let us remember that on this day, it was the day that your son died on that cross for all of us because he loved all of us. Everyone. And then on the third day, he rose again. From, he rose from the dead. So, we thank you for your son's sacrifice to us. We thank you for your son, God. We thank you. We pray all of this deeply and sincerely in your holy son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. That is it. Have a blessed day. We'll see you later.